folks are having issues over there on YouTube. All right, guys, we're working out some uh, technical difficulties. Welcome to the chat, though. Uh, good to see everybody. Attendance looks good. Uh, so we're here to talk about all things uh, fitness, nutrition, military prep, or whatever the hell you, want, you guys want to talk about. Um, I guess we're just talking to me for now because uh, Tony's having some issues getting in. He's, yeah. He, they can't hear you talking crap. I can hear him talking crap. There he is. Welcome to the chat, Tony. Yeah, I'm here. I've arrived. How's YouTube? Uh, I'm going to have to restart the stream, I think. <clears throat> Dismiss. Do you have me echoing? Uh, I don't think so. All right. It could just be you coming through my phone. <clears throat> All right. Tip number two to get live on YouTube. What's up, everybody? All right. Let's see. Scroll through. Been waiting for this. What's up, Relentless? Welcome to the chat, dude. Who do you think is going to win the absolute in Worlds IBJJF? Who's going? Who's uh? Who's fighting? Send me the send me the peeps, dude. I'm not keeping up with it. I got nutrition and physical fitness advice. No, say rasp things, rasp man. Says says Hanson. Whatever you guys want to talk about, dude. Uh, <laughs> send it my way. Happy to talk about it. I um I may be having internet issues on my end. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, hey, go ahead and talk again. Why can you not hear me? No, you're fine. You're coming fine through the phone. Also. Uh yeah, it's saying I, just not like my internet is being weird. So you heard it, guys. It's all Tony's fault. I will accept blame this time. <clears throat> Uh, this next video that's coming out, it's his fault too. No, 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 no. We got a train of thought coming out. Uh, no, guys, listen, listen. When you film videos with your phone, can you guys tell me how you film the video? Do you do it vertically or horizontally? I filmed, uh, I filmed the trainer talk on, on my phone, guys. <laughs> I have an HD camera, but a uh, solid video, but uh, yeah, filmed it vertically. Probably could have been uh, shot a little better, but good content. I'm excited for that to release Monday, so be sure to check that out. Um, what's the saying, Tony? Measure measure once, cut twice? Uh, yeah, uh, Danny is saying is measure once, uh, cut about eight times. <laughs> that's, why, that's why Tony's here, dude. He's, he's here to cut. You're there to cut. I'm yeah. here to measure, dude. I got you. Mm -hmm. covered, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what is going on. Relentless says, was supposed to go to MEPS this week, but MEPS changed the policy. Now they'll look into all candidates last seven years of prescription history. Um, I'm going to read this funny book. Uh, supposed to go, but they changed the policy. Wait, oh, they, they changed look, the policy to what? They're looking at their history, so the past seven years of prescription history, I guess, medical prescriptions. Is that what you're saying? Annoying. Just want to get this out of the way. Um, 
yeah, MEPS is uh, is your first real insight into uh, your military journey. The the uh, the process is always fun, right? Wait, what was the? What did they change it to? He's saying they're looking into their prescription history. I'm guessing medical prescriptions, maybe. That's illegal. I don't know. Yeah, you have to clarify that, Relentless. Um, so I, I guess worst case, Tony, if YouTube's just absolutely trashed over there, we can always upload this to <sighs> YouTube. Yeah, I guess. I don't know what is going on with it. Um, yeah, we. I mean, we've done it before. So yeah, that's just uh, frustrating to me. I don't enjoy that. I'll just tell the YouTube guys that you don't care about. Them. Yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, Matthew says, so advice for someone getting back to fitness. Um, yeah, so, you know, it, it depends on what your history is, but go back. You know, you may not be able to do exactly what you did before you left off, right? So make sure you work your way back in gradually. Don't get discouraged. Uh, you'll bounce back quick. You know, your body does have that muscle memory. So um, stay consistent, check your diet, um, you know, kind of work yourself back in gradually. Don't get disheartened if you're not right back where you were before you left off. And, uh, and Tony could talk about that. Like you've made a lot of gains with the Warrior Program. Um, you you took a couple, like you took some time off um, and then jump back in with the Warrior Program. You've been with that for a couple months now. And, uh, and like, what kind of advice do you have? Buddy, you got to call me out like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. Uh, so I got out of the army and then COVID hit. So it had been a little bit crazy. So I definitely hadn't been able to go to the gym. And I don't have any equipment at my house um, or my townhouse. So we don't have a garage or anything. So there's really no way for me to get around that. Um, But yeah, I was pretty far removed. And getting back into it was... It was definitely tough. But if you're getting back into it, it's a lot easier for you to kind of rebound. Not to right where you were at your peak, but you do rebound pretty fairly well. So when I started the first month of the Warrior Program, like I was struggling. But I got back up to lifting pretty heavy weights uh, into that second month, like pretty quickly. Towards the end of the first month into the second month, um, it comes back pretty quickly if you're getting back into it after having done it. Although... um, it's tough. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. It was tough to get back into it. I think the biggest key is just make sure you're going. If you have to drop weight, drop weight. It's not a big deal. No one is out there like really – no one at this gym is like sitting there judging how much weight you're lifting. No one cares. Everyone's just there doing their own thing. Um, anybody so, who does care is a dork anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like feel free to drop your weight. Like I, I was not doing – I was doing – pretty lightweight when I like first started and um, it comes back quick though. I mean, I got back up to where I'm much more comfortable. And if you're doing the warrior program, it's a lot of reps anyways. So you're not going to be, it's not like you're slapping on, you know, 300 pounds on the bench doing 10 by tens with it. Or if you are, congratulations. I mean, I'm impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, actually to compliment you, you went and ran like a Spartan race like a couple months ago and absolutely crushed it. So that's actually that's actually why I was uh, throwing him under the bus because he's he's bounced back to uh, let's say where you were before. 
um, all thanks to me. All thanks to me and my friends. Oh, yeah, all thanks to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, well I, I figured one of us had to go to the gym, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, uh, to be quite honest with you guys as well, I'm just now uh, getting back into fitness myself, and I moved, been moving. I, now, I've been moving a lot of boxes and things, but uh, my my gym routine has been slacking a little bit. So I just started up with the Warrior program as well, so I should do like a before and after, you know, from like um, shredded to super shredded, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Short, short is still short. <laughs> no, stop. Uh, you got like so many people convinced. I'm five three. I don't. It's not. It's. I'm not convincing anyone because I'm telling them the <laughs> truth. It's just. I'm just making them aware. Don't listen to this guy. Um, obviously, horizontal. Unless you're a maniac. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if it was, was it oh yeah, yeah 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 film horizontal yeah, 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 yeah. okay he sent me this video and was like hey we got to get some borders up on this video and i was like oh okay i can probably do that it's probably fine and he sent me it too it's just this video that he filmed completely vertical there's just like huge edges i mean i was like it could have been better what is you yeah. doing yeah. oh no baby what is you doing see that's that's the tough thing for me is i like talking about the content i am not good as good with the delivery like i'm working on it um and that's a big part of the business, right? The delivery. So we're, we gotta, we'll get there guys. Uh, like I said, I got the AC <laughs> camera. We're going to fix up this space. Give us um, a couple of years. We'll, we'll handle it. <laughs> every time they think I'm getting somewhere, I'll take like a step backwards. Like, whoop, almost got you. Uh, <clears throat> but the video is really solid, really good uh, content in there. So I'm excited for it to upload. I thought we did a good, it was a good fumble recovery. Um, so optimized it. <laughs> uh let's see relentless says i hate waiting like getting things done that is the military motto uh my friend it's gonna be hurry up and wait it's gonna be uh waiting is gonna be or or there's also wait and then hurry up too which is almost just as bad um people don't talk about that one as often yeah that's <laughs> but, a good one the wait and then hurry up is the worst it's like we had the last three hours we didn't do anything for three hours why didn't someone could have said this need to be done three hours ago, but now we're rushing because that's been in 10 minutes. The worst. Yep. Yep. Well, especially where we started out. That's job of surprises, I like to say. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, the law of surprise. Yeah. Hanson, I just finished, um, I just finished uh, 13 Foxes of Prior Service. So I guess he went through his AIT there. Any advice on next steps uh, you would take? including physical knowledge and the like. Thanks for all the effort you put into this. So, um, you know, I, I'm careful on saying too much. So I'll talk in general terms. Um, make sure that you know what you're going to be working with as far as support goes, whether it be air support or, you know, what kind of um, indirect support you have. Make sure that you know the systems and start getting familiar with the ordinance that is going to be delivered and the safe distances and um, and the formats of like how you're going to pass those things along on the radio. Like I said, I don't want to get too far into the, the specifics, but knowing things like that, the formats very important. Um, land nav is also a big part of your job. Tony, you got anything for that? What was, can you repeat the question for me? So he, he finished FOAIT. He wants to know steps he needs to take, like what he needs to be good at physically and uh, what knowledge he needs to have. Um, like I said, I was talking in general terms, don't want to get into like, you know, this specific system, you know, this uh, distance and, and those kind of things, but 
in general terms, what would you say? Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends where you're going. Um, conventional army versus special operations is a little bit different, uh, what the focus is going to be, but mainly I would just say if you can show up obviously in shape, but sorry, I have like a really bad eyelash and I'm struggling. Um, if you can show up knowing, knowing and understanding. So there's a difference between knowing and re reciting from memory, the six elements called fire and the 15 subsequent corrections and knowing what they mean and how to utilize them because knowing what they mean and how to utilize them is how you get good at your job. Just knowing them and being able to spout them off to someone is not the same thing. So knowing, understanding the six elements, the sub elements, 15 subsequent corrections, like that's huge. If you can go in knowing that you'll be able to pretty much muscle your way out of any situation using those two like systems. Even if someone asks you to do something you've never done before, you'll have the capability to understand those enough to muscle your way through that even if it's not perfect they're going to be impressed that you were able to think of it in terms of that kind of skeletal layout as it stands i like that you said that um and that, that applies to like all sorts of different jobs building systems right like those layouts i think that's going to be something that is fundamental for any good uh soldier and anything that you want to get good at building a system that you can rely on because each scenario is going to be different like you're not going to have the same thing every time so practicing for specific scenarios yeah it'll it'll make you better but um it's always going to be it's always going to change so having a system to fall back on is always going to be a good rule of thumb so uh, i like that uh i saw josh somewhere i'm not you know as savvy on instagram so the chat goes by so fast i saw him say that to test the warrior program i should get i should gain a ton of weight and just stop doing everything and then start doing it after that. The the Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia uh, program. Um, just <laughs> gain a lot of weight <laughs> and see if it works. I like the first part of the plan a lot. Yeah. Um, the the first part sounds good. I'm not sure about getting back to the Warrior program after I do the first part, but we'll see. <clears throat> yeah, what kind of weight are you talking? Are you talking like uh, apple cider donuts <laughs> for breakfast? Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem I'm having uh, up here. They got too many delicious things around. So uh, some horns. <laughs> uh, they, oh, nice. Um, almost read that out loud. Girth uh, had a uh, had a traumatic experience at Meps. Says, uh, yeah, I won't repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the doctor, right? The duck walk and, and the doc will check your backside, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, gotta that's medicine, dude. It's a little uncomfortable. Oh, I still don't think that MEPS is allowed to go through your prescription history for the record. I know Relentless said that earlier. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know to, they're not allowed to look at your medical files. Probably Josh says probably mental health related prescriptions to see a history of illness. but it doesn't matter it's still it's I've, it's illegal yeah i don't know i'm not yeah, saying it's I'm not a good thing it should you know they should be able to you know make sure that that you're all in the up and up but i, I just don't think it's legal for them to look at your prescription history i have no idea how the process works in that regard yeah me neither um okay these guys are debating about it so, Relentless is saying they look into everyone's last seven years of prescription histories um, before they let you go do your physical. I, I think I don't know how that works. To be honest. Yeah, um, I'll I uh, I'll, I'll look into that 
um, on my end and see if I can't uh, get some information about it. Yeah. My mom knows people at maps up from where I'm from. So I'll have her reach out and see if she can't find anything out. Yeah, it'd be good. Um, when is someone ready to increase weight on a lift? What's the most they should go up by? So I like to, I like to work in increments of like, it depends on the lift too, but about five to 10 pounds as a whole is a good increment to increase and see where you're at. So, um, you know, it, what I will say is it kind of depends. It's one of those feel things. Um, if you are doing the weights with, you know, ease, if you feel like you could get more reps, like, um, there's a couple of different ideologies behind when you're ready to increase weight, but, um, yeah, I would say if you, if you do your rep and set team and you feel like you could do another set with that same weight then yeah, go ahead and try bumping up a little bit. If you feel like you get done with the reps and you could do three more, then you could probably bump up a little bit, right? Because where you want to be whenever you are lifting now, obviously in things like 10 by 10, you want to play it safe, um, stay within a safer range. And I do have those um, those percentages, uh, those that percentage chart in reference to your one rep max is a pretty good uh, layout. So you guys be sure to check that out, but also it's a, it's a field thing. So you know, you want to be at the point to where you are always adapting your body. So you want to be uncomfortable, right? Like by the time you get that 10th rep, you want to be like, oof, yeah. Like obviously if you got a spotter, you want to be struggling on that on that last rep a little bit, right? If you have a spotter, if you're by yourself, play smart. Um, so one, have a spotter. Two, walk your way up, see where you're at, and uh, keep going until that last rep is a, is a struggle. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind, too, like, it depends on what you're doing, like, what kind of lift you're doing. There's a lot of variables to that, like, deadlifts and, like, hand clean and pulls and squats, like, those, any of those big Olympic lifts, like, those can be pretty dangerous if you're, you know, if you're struggling on the last rep and you're like, I can go up, like, you can get yourself into some trouble, Um, even with a spotter. I mean, it's, it's a lot of heavy metal plates and bars that are on your body or so I would be careful, you know, make sure that you're comfortable. And honestly, if you think you can do it and, and you start to do it and you can't, then, you know, you can bail out of that, put it down, re-rack it, and then drop that weight off or adjust from there. Uh, same thing, honestly, dumbbells can be a little bit dangerous too, especially if you're like, you know, doing shoulder presses and you, you're trying you're struggling to get them up off your shoulder and things like that. Um, so if you're ever like really, really nervous, you can always just jump on a Smith machine and try and see if you can get that weight before you move over to fully on the free weights. Yeah, that's a good catch. And, you know, make sure that you guys are always being safe. Form's good. Um, you guys are within your limits, but what I'm saying is make sure your body is adapting. So good catch, Tony. Um, yeah, I don't want to be doing your last squat and then, ugh, you know, <laughs> in the bar. So he's absolutely right about that. Um, so yeah. There's a, there's a couple different methods. I'll actually look to put a post out about that and maybe talk about it in a trainer talk. These different methods, there's actually like, um, there is like rules of thumb for gaining weight and they actually measure it out by how many reps you're doing and, uh, and things like that. So I'll look to add that in a trainer talk coming in the near future. Uh, that's a great topic, actually. I need to write that down. Like right now, Tony, you want to you wanna, uh, hit the next one? I think that's next trainer talk. I, I told you, I don't know how to use this. Work. Is there a better way to see chat? Uh, you just scroll with your finger. My, it, hide, it keeps hiding mine because I'm on the bottom. 
So like oh, it's it's trying to keep it away from my face. So I only see one line. Oh, I got you. It like um, and it hides it. And when I try to scroll, it just keeps trying to bring it back down to the bottom. Right. And also to caveat onto what I was saying before, um, it also depends on your goal too. Because if you're like a volume lifter and stuff like that, like you're obviously gonna lift different. But um, you know, like it goes back to my muscle fiber video. Like it all depends on how you're lifting, what you're working on. Are you working on strength or power? But it sounds like you're working on strength. So that's kind of the target focus that, uh, that I was saying there. So weight increase, trainer talk. I, can, I mean, I can grab this question, I guess. It's definitely lower. It's, people have asked questions ahead of it, but I'll just grab. Uh, Teddy Rash says, I'm about 205. He's 6'2", 205 and pretty lengthy. Should I plan on losing weight? Uh, I feel like I missed a first part of the question. Would that help? Um, really, it doesn't matter what, how much you weigh. I mean, it really depends on like your BMI and all that stuff, uh, like how strong and how fit you are. Because when I was at my fittest, I was a lot heavier than I am now. Um, so when I came back from deployment, I was, uh, you know, I'm about six foot, probably more like 5'11 now. Um, and I was like 195. And that's the fittest I've ever been. Like running, lifting, all of it. Fittest I've ever been by far. Um, now I'm like 180. And I'm definitely nowhere near as in good a shape as I was. Um, so it really just depends on, on your level of fitness more than what your actual like, number on the scale says. That's a great point. Um, Crocker says he's sitting in a room with 10 prior service sergeants uh, and 11B OSIT training. Um, several of us have the option 40 and 18X contracts. Hoping, um, hoping RASP off SF involves more effort from PS slash instructors. So hold on, let me try to... Uh, while you read that and get that ready, Teddy Rash said his first part was about push-ups. He can only do 57. Uh, yeah, Teddy, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like lanky, lean. Like I was six foot, like 135 at, at one point, and I was struggling with push-ups as well. Um, really, I, I would say that uh, we do a PT test improvement video out, um, but I would say learn how to shift your arms to hit different muscle groups. Um that is going to get you over that limit of 57. If you, if you get down when you, the, okay. So when you do pushups with the PTS, I was very, very bad at pushups. It took me a long time to learn how to max them. Don't reach failure at any stage of the sections because you won't ever be able to switch back to them. So if you figure out where you stop before you hit failure, stop a rep or two beforehand, then shift to like a closer or farther grip. And you continuously rotate as you go and don't let any of those like separate, uh, I mean, it's the same muscle groupings, but don't let them hit failure. So you need to learn yourself and your body style so that you can not hit failure and then keep hitting those different spots and keep rotating through them to rest each section as you kind of go. Like I had had it down to like a science, like I max pushups by one. Like I just, I got there. I need, I knew exactly where, how I needed to do, how fast, in what positions, and I had I had it down to a science. Yeah, and and we do have a trainer talk on this. If you go to the YouTube channel, there's a trainer talk, um, and I'm not going to break it down like that here. But uh, you know, talked about lactic acid and all the scientific reasons why uh, why that is. But he's absolutely right. Break up your reps, change your hand positioning, so you're you're slightly changing the muscles involved. What the main focus is, and so you change your hands. You, Walk your hands out a little wider. Maybe you change the degree of your, your elbows, right? Because all they're looking for is for your elbows to break 
parallel. So there's little tips and tricks you can do to get more reps. Like you said, um, you guys can sag in the middle or elevate the hips right on push-ups. So, you, you know, like me, I knew I could hit 50 in the first minute. And then I would sag. I would take about five seconds, and then I would knock out. Maybe I knocked out 10 next. And then I would sag or elevate at the hips, hit five next. And each time I would hit my next round, I'd be walking my hands in different positions. So, yeah, they're little incremental things, but it, it does make a huge difference. And he's right. Like, anytime you hit failure, like, I, what you see from a lot of people is they get anxious and they try to do it all in one go. And that lactic acid's going to set in. They're going to be done for. Because once that sets in, it's, it's hard, right? Like, think about, think about lifting in the gym, right? Like, three sets of 10, right? Uh, whatever weight that, that you usually do. And I tell you, hey, do 30 reps right now. No breaks. You're not going to be able to do it, right? Most likely, you know, with the weight that you typically you're getting at 10 with. So um, those rest periods, now, while they're, while they're a lot shorter, uh, when it comes to the standards of PT test, you're allowing your body to recover energy and be able to do more. So, yeah, great tip. Yeah, once you hit failure, you're not get, you're going to get like – a handful more at the most. Like when you're shaking and you're at failure, like you're, that's it pretty much. And if you have a grader who's grading you properly, once you hit failure, it's pretty hard to do proper pushups either way. Yeah. It's, it's actually funny how much of things are like a trick. Like for example, rug marching, you know, they told you to drink water because they're like, once that cramping sets in, you're done for. So you periodically, you take sips of water, even if you're not necessarily thirsty. Uh, also it gets some of that weight off your back too. Cause the more yeah. water you drink, the less you carry. Yeah. Uh, so little things like that. I mean, it does make a big difference. Um, you have that question. Did you read it and understand yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he meant to say or. So he's in uh, OSIP. He says guys are looking to go Ranger SF, and he hopes that there's more effort from the drill instructors um, or drill sergeants. So, yeah, um, I guess I guess maybe he's feeling like he's not getting pushed enough in, uh, in OSIP. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be different. It's going to be a different world. Well, yeah. And you have to realize like it, it's going to get harder at each step of the way. Um, yeah. like it's the basic and even I would say for the Elvin Bravo is like, it is for the lowest common denominator at that point. And it's just for your basic 11 series person, soldier going to wherever they're going to. And it just gets a little bit harder each time. Um, and that if you continue to do that in the army, it's always going to be like that. It's always going to be a little bit, a little bit harder, a little bit smaller, a little bit more competitive as you kind of go up, uh, even you know, up through ranks, up through into special operations, all that. Yeah, just keeping it real. Um, army basic training is is and and even the job schools they're not comfortable, but they're not hard. Where it's going to get tougher for you guys is at your units. You know, a lot of the time, especially you guys who are combat arms, it's going to get a lot harder at your units. And especially if you guys are doing real world stuff, it's going to get real. Um, do I think they should ramp up in certain basic entry level trainings? Yeah, of course, there's always room to improve there. But I think you guys are going to find whenever you hit your selections, um, it's going to be a different ball game. And, um, and you guys getting to your units, you're, gonna, you're not going to want to ask for harder uh, once you get there. And uh, uh, usually, so, and if you do kudos to you, that's the right mentality, but it's going to be... It's gonna or be you're tough. just a sadist. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Um, so don't worry. It's going to get harder. Um, let's see. Relentless is hoping for a long career. Yeah, man, just stick to it. 
uh, waited out. A lot of patience involved, I know. Uh, Suarez says, post Ranger videos. That's right. We're the Ranger videos. Yeah, I know. Lean, lean a little bit more into it. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Um, I had some good. I shared like two montages. They're actually pretty motivating. Like I watched, uh, I watched one montage, and uh, you guys got to keep in mind. Like I've done a lot of that stuff. So like, to me, some of the stuff may feel a little cornier. But then I remember where I was whenever I was maybe back a couple years ago in your shoes. That that would have made me jump through hoops. You know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, we might look to post more stuff like that. Sometimes I see those videos. I don't necessarily think they're corny, but like, just I can feel my back hurting while I'm watching it. My <laughs> you know knees, like, 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 you're cramped in a helicopter with your gears on. You're like, oh my, you're just like, like yeah. your spine is compressed. You're like, uh, those guys are like, like yeah, they're jumping out with all their gear. That's so cool, dude. When you're standing there with like, I don't know how much you think those rucksacks weigh, dude, with all that rig on, probably. 70 80 pounds oh so well no 45 easily. is the standard the limit remember oh yeah, <laughs> yeah sure it is they're never then, they never weigh more than 45 pounds yeah and then you're standing there you know holding your static line for 10 minutes and you're just like by the time oh man i remember my first uh airfield seizure i was my shoulders were so wrenched down like first of all they had tied me up too tight so my risers were just stupid tight and then I had all that heavy stuff on and I was just getting crunched over. And I remember standing up like this for like 10 minutes, just, like, just in the worst pain imaginable. <laughs> I had a, had a pee super bad, dude. I was just like, I mean, I was just in the worst discomfort you could possibly be in. There was nothing cool about it. I couldn't wait to jump out of that plane just so I could ditch the gear and use the bathroom. And that's all I could think about, dude. When that green light hit, I was like, thank God, take it. Here I go, smashed into the tarmac, didn't care, got it off, and then uh, did my business. And there was no part of it that was fun for me that that time. Well, that was that was my first jump at everyone's school. Yeah, I mean, in everyone's school, you sit rigged up for so long. So and my long. last name is Tony. So, like, I'm at the T's. I'm on chalk like 17 at airborne school. So I, and they rig everyone up in the morning at the same time, whether you're chalk one or you're chalk 17. And so I'm sitting there. You can't go to the bathroom. You can't take your helmet off. You can't do nothing. You can't be on your phone, nothing. So I just like, I had not like, all I could think about was like, I need this thing off me. I was like, I need it off. I need to just be free of this thing. So I didn't like my first jump went by in such a blur. I was definitely more nervous for my second jump. Cause I just like, at, at that point I was like, I don't care what happens. Just, I need to be out. I need to be gone. Just let me out. Yeah. <laughs> felt like that with a lot of, you know, whenever you did the Hollywood jumps or like I did a ramp blast, they call it a ramp blast guys where um, the lower, the back hatch, the ramp, the ramp, the back you, ramp. It's called a ramp blast. Cause it's the ramp, not the a hatch. hatch dude, they put the hatch and it goes right. <laughs> it oh my Lord. If you just walk off, it's nice. Cause you just kind of guide it off behind you and you walk off and jump. You don't have to worry about handing uh, handing off a static line, static line, and and you don't have to worry about getting tangled up in somebody else's and all these other things you have to worry about when jumping out of a door. Um, also, I jumped out of a helicopter um, a few times, and, and that's a, a lot of fun too. Um, those are fun, and especially when you don't have that equipment. Oh, dude, party time, right? Right? Like, yeah, a lot of fun. Whenever you got that equipment, dude, just count me out. <laughs> Uh, i'll see i'll see you guys tomorrow i'm taking leave (laughs) (laughs) yeah just roll your ankle real quick dude um so yeah 
by the way, speaking of positive mind, there was something that said you said in the live stream. You were talking about how you get motivated from like things, and I was about to tell a story, and I was like, the wrong mindset to have, or that's I'll tell you what the wrong mindset is to have. And I was gonna tell a story about beating the shit out of my rucksack. Um, <laughs> but then it just sounded like I was dogging on you. I've caught that a few times. That's the that's the tricky thing with like podcasts and lives. Is sometimes I'm trying to make a point and I'll get cut off and I'll be listening to somebody. When I go back and listen to it, I'm like, that didn't come out right. I did, <laughs> did a podcast with uh, Angel Cortez, two of them. And on our first podcast together, mind you, this is the first time we're we're uh, like having this podcast scene together. And uh, I like Angel a lot, by the way, consider him a friend. Um, but we were talking and he was being super humble. He's like, dude, I'll do any of these podcasts anytime. I don't care how big I get. You know, I'm always down to help people, you know, jump on somebody's podcast, help them out. And what I was trying to say is me too. So I said, oh yeah, I agree. Cause he was saying, I'm just a person. And I was like, oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. You're just dude. Yeah. You're nothing. It's like, Ooh. It's not how I meant it at all. He's been, uh, been humble. I was agreeing. I was like, yeah, I'd be the same way, but sometimes it doesn't come off right. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's kind of funny. These lives, dude, these lives are tricky, dude. Feel bad for some of these movie stars, dude. They get, they get, uh, they do these interviews and just get picked apart. Yeah, the movie stars. That's that's we feel bad for them for sure. And uh, I mean, they probably deserve it. <laughs> some of them. Uh, maybe not some recent ones. Let's see. Hey guys, I was um, I was wondering if you could shed some light on my problems. I've been doing push-ups. Uh, did you did you do this? Is thing? that uh, what's Teddy? The name? Yeah, Teddy. Teddy. We did Teddy. Okay. Um. On your A game tonight, huh? <laughs> Nothing gets past me, dude. <laughs> Nothing gets past me, Tony. Uploaded three blurry trainer talks as well. So Nothing gets past me, guys. Would you uh, would reduce weight and higher reps help with lactic acid issues when you go to back to full weight reps during the PT test? Okay, I get what you're saying. So if you reduce the weight, more volume in your lifting, um, would it help with things like that? Yeah, because it's it is more volume type lifting. So yeah, that lifting would help. Um, you know, I still encourage people to work on a well-rounded basis. Um, there's a couple different ways you can attack it. Like in in like super high-end athletes, they actually structure their workout program, and it's kind of the way that the Warrior program structured is they'll focus on different incremental things. So first it'll be muscle growth, right? And then they may go to something like strength and then they may go to something like power and then uh, performance specific stuff. So, you know, they still work on everything. So I, do, I wouldn't discourage you to do other things, but yeah, the high volume stuff is going to help. But again, do specific exercises to help with specific things as well. Um, still encourage a well-rounded posture and, and things like that, which we get into in this next video. But um, yeah, I would say if you're trying to get better at uh let's see high reps for the pt test if you're trying to get better at the pt test do more pt test specific drills so like push-up drills sit-up drills do more runs i like to do interval runs too i talked about that in the pt test improvement video so yeah you can do the high rep lifting and stuff like that it will transfer but i would say focus on specific performance criteria to get better at that performance criteria got anything for that Tony? uh yeah i mean my motto is if you want to do more push-ups on the pt test just do more push-ups is really the best way to do go about it but um people also forget that like you gotta hit those supplementary muscles too like your chest is doing most of the work but like your triceps are pulling a lot of weight 
your core is pulling a lot of weight on those push-ups as well. So as long as you're focusing like on foot, like full body strength is going to help you in the long run as well. So all those supplementary muscles uh, to the chest on that push-up exercise, um, make sure you're hitting those. And if you're going to hit them in higher volume, make sure you do the triceps in higher volume and stuff like that as well. <clears throat> yeah. Um, after I graduate RASP, when will I go to JFL and then JTEC? So um, again, I don't, I don't know how heavy I'm going to weigh into each process, but what I will say is, um, is it's kind of a progression, right? JFO, then JTEC. Um, between well, the two. it's more like JFO. Ranger school more time served than JT. Like all the way down the line. So yeah, yeah you got to put in some time there. So, uh, but it also depends on how good you are. Um, how many people are there? If you're at 13 Fox, um, when they get slow, when you get time to go outside of the training events and things like that. So, um, but usually as a 13 Fox, you'll go pretty quick to JFO. Um, yeah, what's funny is that's a hard of, school. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good school, and it's a, it's actually a thought as well structured. Thought it was a good time, and um, it's actually like a little vacation <laughs> whenever we went. Yeah, when yeah. you're in Ranger Private, if you can get to like the actual JFO school out in Oklahoma, yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, go <clears> get your <throat> rental car, and uh, it's like a vacation. Dude. Um, <clears throat> all right. Hey, man, were you a pilot as well? Oof. Um, Listen, if I got onto a plane and Danny was supposed to be flying, I'd just get off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, the answer is no. I was trying to think of something funny to say, but... uh, I hit it. Don't worry. I (laughs) I said something funny. (laughs) James got it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's probably right. He probably don't want me flying. Too much much responsibility. Um, I love pilots, by the way. I think pilots are incredible people. Man, what what a awesome what an awesome job! Like helicopter pilots and and um, you know like fixed wing pilots. Like I always looked at those guys and I was like, these these are amazing people. Like you're really you're, a lot of times you're getting in a tin can and you're just hoping that guy knows what he's doing. And the military really does a great job at training pilots. So man, so cool. Well, the marine pilots are kind of scary to fly with. <laughs> That's because all they fly is the uh, is the, the osprey. Dude. The osprey is horrible. It's so Boy. scary. It moves, there's so much movement in that thing too. It's yes. so terrifying. I, and it doesn't matter. Like I've been in Air Force ospreys and Marine ospreys, and they're both terrifying. Like it doesn't matter which one you get. I actually had memes about it. Like it's it is it is for real because mm. they like. So the osprey has this system, right? They'll take off like this with their propellers up, and then they'll go into airplane mode. Everybody laughs when I say that, but I'm being for real. Like it'll go do 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 do, oh, you feel all of, that too. It is yeah. not not good. Yeah, and you kind of drop <sighs> each time they do their transition. So whenever they go to land, then they go back up do 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 do, and you feel like you're dropping. And each time, I was like, <laughs> oh shit! Like each time, I was like, oh shit! Like this is it, you know? Because uh, you just felt like it was gonna happen. Yeah. It's... Of course, you play it cool for the dudes around you, like yeah. But everybody's freaking. Yeah. Each having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah those things aren't cool at all dude um yeah they've had, I would... so many, they've had so many crashes like so so many like yeah. uh, it, i won't get into that it's, it should um probably 
get a new aircraft though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whose idea was that? Dude? Just like, let's do both. Let's do a helicopter and an airplane. On paper, it sounds kind of cool. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I get. I mean, I guess I get. Um, I get what they're trying. Uh, it makes it faster, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, makes it something. Uh, let's see. True source, or actually, we got one above, says, Quentin says, how long does it take from the basic training to RASP as an infantry guy? So your process is OSIT, right? And then you got, I, I don't know, these days, it sounds like they just send guys straight to yeah they got tired i think of paying for dudes to go to airborne school and then they just um, go to airborne and then they just yeah yeah. they were like that was our money yeah yeah Yeah. um yeah i mean i mean how long is osa right now for 11 bravos what is it i know they changed it or something i know it's a little yeah they get they're a little fluid they change everyone so often but really that you go right after um there might be a little bit of a hold um depending on your specific situation so for me and danny uh we went from ait straight to uh airborne and did all that we went straight through because we had an option 40s the guys that uh volunteered at ait they had to wait a while because they had to get some extra physicals and stuff and get their slots and get everything signed off so they actually had to hold over in ait for a little while before they met up with us um later down the line yeah, yeah, it was a little different because we went to airborne school first, right? So, um, also, it says here that they increased OSET from 14 weeks to 22 weeks. 22 weeks? Yeah. Allowed. That is, uh, that's, uh, it's healthy. That's a long time. A healthy little link. There. 22 weeks? Yeah. So it's going to take you about 25 weeks to get to, to rest. Yeah, probably. Probably. If probably have like a weekend in processing uh, before you start basic. Probably have a week after while you get situated and like get sent to wherever you go. Well, I guess you're alone, probably just sort of right there. There you go. Um, Yep. Rolanda says probably for the best will make you better trained. Yeah. Better better fighter overall. Yeah, more training is definitely uh, agreeable. The more you know, you guys think seriously trying to get as much tools as you can. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's a bad thing. That's just like that's a big jump. Like I can see a week or two at it, but that's a lot of time. Like I don't know oh, where there's a lot of time. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of your life. It's just uh, slapped on there. Yep. No, you work for the government, dude. You don't. No time needed, dude. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, and actually, actually, after you guys get to your unit and stuff, it's a lot more. Um, I mean, unless you're a ranger, but I was, I was gonna say most people a lot more manageable. <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're a ranger. Um, uh, airborne units are not as bad as regiment, but they're they're still pretty, pretty high op tempo. Um, it depends, though. I mean. Depends on your leadership and stuff like that, because like some people train, plan training better than others and things like that. And that's true. It depends on who you got above you. And and I would even say, to me, it seems like 
you know, the guys that I knew who were in airborne units, it seems like they were jumping on a more regular basis. hundred percent. Special operations guys. 112%. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds horrible. Um, I don't know, I guess if you can't tell, I wasn't a big static line jump fan. Um, so especially with combat equipment, like I said, Hollywood, a lot better. I don't I, I don't know. I like the jumping part. It's just everything that is sandwiched before and after. It's just, <laughs> it's a, it's a long day. It's yeah. a long day jumping. Even if you're just jumping that day, like it's a long process. I mean, you show up early. You're at the uh, you know uh, pack shed for forever. You're rigging up and sitting there and going to the airport. It's just a long a long process in and out of there. Um, the jumping board is is pretty fun. And then honestly, yeah, I almost prefer jumping into training because then you don't have to like go back right away and try to find your way home. You just kind of go hang out in the woods and do that whole thing. You know, it's pretty simple and easy. You just kind of wander around, right, Danny? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got, got it. <laughs> Actually, I picked up on it. Uh, my first, uh, you talked about my first training. <laughs> yeah. My first training event and uh, in regiment did not go well. That was, uh, that was actually airfield seizure. It did not go well. Um, mm-hmm. So I was one of those guys. Uh, you know, with, I was joking about it with, uh, with Brian. I'll go with his first name. Brian, he was like, you only get one mess up. He's like, in a place like, uh, like regiment, you get one mess up. So like as a private, my reputation was, it was tough after that. Um, yeah, because that you did that. You used your one mess up pretty early. <laughs> yeah, it was so early. But, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, don't do that, guys. So you gotta get, gotta get into recce. He says for the sake of being able to do halo jumps. So, um, yeah. I mean, those seem cool. Uh, let's see. Quentin says. What do you guys think of the 168? Uh, awesome, dude. Yeah, 168. Those those guys and gals, I guess. Also, uh, those all those people in 168 are awesome. All their medics, all their pilots. Those dudes rock it. Like 168 is. If you're flying with someone and you can choose, that's who you're picking. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, also, they got the the little birds. You know what I mean? Those yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are fun. Yeah. Those are pretty sweet. True says, failed sit-ups uh, by three in July at pre-RASP. Um, okay. So failed sit-ups by three in July at pre-RASP at my duty station currently. How long do I have to wait to go back to RASP? Um, I don't know how that works. I don't know. I know. Um, wait, you're a 42 alpha? True says, that, that's a... An officer, what what is forty two series? The human resources. Oh, okay. Um. So you failed. Uh, I, dr- I don't know what the cooldown time is on uh, on RASP. Uh, it depends. Um. So there's no if you failed, like you can go back whenever. Um, whenever you can get a slot for it, sometimes they'll give you a cooldown period, um, specifically 
for certain things. If you get dropped or whatever, they'll let you know, Hey, you can't come back for six months or you can't come back for 12 months. Um, or you could never come back depending on the severity of the situation. Which uh, yeah. For what he did, failing setups like, you obviously did. he's not getting an <laughs> NTR. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're, you'll be fine. I mean, realistically though, the only issue you're going to run into is sometimes a unit wants you to give them a little bit of time before they sign off. And if you failed sit-ups, they're probably going to want to make sure that you are 100% prepared to pass that PT test if you're coming from the unit. Because when you go in with an option 40 or you go straight to RASP, you're just you. Uh, when your unit sends you, you're representing that unit. Um, now, yeah. they don't really care about that at, at RASP as much, but your unit cares about that reputation. Uh, so they're going to probably have some kind of person set up uh, pre-RASP like training for you at your unit, um, especially if you're like at the 82nd. They have a ton of those. Super common. They have them for Ranger School too um, and things like that. But realistically, if they didn't give you a timeline, you can go back whenever your unit allows you to get a slot. That is funny. That is funny because that's so true. Like regiment guys do not care about like what unit you came from. No, it literally does not matter. It's all it's Nobody, all the same to them. You're you're garbage to them. Not yeah. yeah you're, like, you're not right. a regiment. Okay, um, you're not in regiment. You're that doesn't matter. Yeah. So uh, imports, good takeaway for you. I get that question all the time. Be like, dude, don't don't flex about where you came from. You know what I mean? Because you're gonna have to show up to play their game. So. Um, they're like, oh, I was in the 101st. I was in the 82nd. I was in 3rd ID. They're like, I don't care. You're, it doesn't, those are all the same to me. Not regiment. Yeah. Yeah, they don't care. Um, but, yeah, that, that is a good point. Yeah, it does depend on your leadership. Um, I'm sure they care why you failed and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it really depends on when they want to send you back, when they want to put their reputation on you again and send you back in. So um, I would say just – just, uh, you know, crush it, improve, uh, and then just keep consistent trying to get that slot back again. And then, uh, I mean, crush it the second time. All right, let's see. Six months is what the recruiter told me, so as long as they have an open slot. Yeah, that's, that's usually about right. It's the, that's like the base. If you fail, I think it's six months. Um, like I said, the severity can dictate uh, a change to that as well, but usually the staple is about six months, but honestly, by the time you get back to your unit and get a slot again, that's going to take about six months either way. Um, let's see. Is it recommended to go through airborne and ranger school prior to RASP? I'll let you answer this first. Like, um, so airborne, yeah, whatever. Um, I don't know. So I... I'm a little bit torn on this for going to regiment as much as like, it would be nice to show up with a tab. Um, the tab means something different in regiment. It means you're essentially, it means you're an NCO. Like it puts you at the NCO level. Even if you're a specialist, if you're a tab D4, you're essentially an NCO. So if you show up to regiment as a tab D4 or a tab D5, and you don't know what you're doing, like that can cause you issues when you're trying to learn from people and it's hard to find, to get that knowledge when you're already tabbed. Um, but I, whenever you can get to ranger school and get your tab, I go for it. I mean, even if like, you know, you may not get into regiment, you may not pass for us. So if you get a shot and you're prepared for ranger school, I definitely wouldn't say ever turn it down. Um, especially if you're trying to make a career in the army. I mean, that thing goes a long way. That's true. But 
Yeah, you'll you'll have a little bit of a struggle. It, it'll it'll be a weird dynamic for you, and it may uh, hurt your development a little bit in regiment. I think because it's harder to learn as if you have a tab already, and then you it just makes the dynamic a little bit weird to me. It does, yeah. There's like pros and cons to both, so I think that's a great point. What I would say is just if it were me, do whatever it comes first, right? Like whatever is the opportunities available first, like. They go, hey, you got to slap a rasp right now. Now, if you got them both at the same time, then I get, I got you. Like that's kind of hard to weigh out. Um, but you just got to weigh that out. Like, like you said, it's it's different. Like if you show up with a tab to regiment, they're just gonna be like, all right, do do the thing that you're supposed to be doing, right? Like, do it. And you're yeah. just like, mm, like okay, you're a, oh, new <laughs> yeah. team leader, yeah, or a new FO, and you haven't done a nine line line ever. You're like, oof, because like they, the responsibilities are entirely different especially for for infantry support like the 13 fox the 68 whiskeys the 25 bravos like your job is a lot different in the special operations world than it is in the conventional army by a lot like a staggeringly large amount different like if you show up you could have been in the 82nd for seven years if you show up to regiment and you're a tab d5 you're a private to them you have no idea what's going on you have no idea how to operate they do everything so much different um, it'll be, it'll, it'll be tough as an infantryman. You might be all right. I mean, you only do so much as an infantryman. It's all kind of samey regiments, just better at that. Those core things that you do as an infantryman more so than like having outside extra knowledge and everybody kind of, all the infantrymen can do the, their job as infantrymen. Yeah, I would say, yeah. And I think the biggest hurdle for guy, like an infantry guy would be the, the equipment's different obviously like that's going to be the biggest yeah, yeah but that's uh i mean you can learn that pretty quickly exactly like uh yeah i think battle drills are pretty universal um i think that's the point of them yeah yeah so like <laughs> yeah there's not gonna be a whole lot of different stuff other than the level that you're operating and the speed exactly the speed operating. and like some call outs and stuff but that's pretty easy yeah. to learn um as an infantryman then i think that yeah you'd probably be more than fine um but like as a 13 fox or even a, a the, the 25 series like whew, yeah, yeah you know it's a it's a big difference yeah it's quite the difference yeah for sure um tony knows i mean he did he did uh regiment and then uh after regiment he went to the what was it 82nd 173rd he did time in both i did so, yeah so uh it was honestly different at each of those places too 82nd and 173rd yeah, each unit kind of has their own thing, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's everything's a little bit different. Um, one seventy third was different specifically because they're really officer ran. Everything is run through the officers, which is weird. Yeah, because like my officer counterpart when I was a team chief, I'd been in the army for two years, and I'd been in the army for six and seven. So like, this man doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> He's a PFC. Like, yeah, essentially. Yeah, some of those officers are, are uh, clueless, dude. They're like private rank. Oh, it's just a, I mean, it's not even that. It's not their fault. They're just like you're, you know, That's a first a lieutenant, and you, you haven't been in the army for more than two seconds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you got the schooling, but it, it's like it operates differently. Yeah. yeah so I actually feel bad for some of those guys because they just like they're just like, all right, do your. It kind of goes back to the tab thing, like do the officer thing. Do yeah. It. All right, do like, your thing. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, we're we're running out of time. Do you have any uh, any last uh, thanks for these guys? 
yeah, we only have like four minutes, so I won't rant, rant. But um, I don't know. I was walking my dog today, and I was just thinking about someone that I was in the army with. Uh, he was in a leadership position above me, and he used to hate. He talked about sick call like it was a bad thing to go to sick call and like get checked out medically and stuff. Um, and he had like walked with a limp and like will always walk with a limp because he just like never went to get stuff checked out. Uh, and I seen in the Instagram messages guys talking about getting hurt and stuff like just go see doctors, please. Like, don't let yourself like you're essentially not if you don't go to sickle and you don't go to the doctors in the army, um, you are pretty much signing yourself up to be a worse soldier because you are not going to be able to operate 100% as often as other people are going to when you're training to get ready for rasp and stuff and join the army. Like if you're hurt, do not push through that. If you can't like if it's an injury, go get it fixed. Yes, there's pain, you can push through pain. But if something is injured, just please go get checked out. Yeah, I don't know Tommy, why I thought about this. I just, I was, it was just like making me rage. I was like talking about all the NCOs that like won't let you go to sick hall. Oh, it makes me so upset. Yeah, it depends, right? Like there's a time and place to push through stuff. Like there's discomfort you can push through, but then there's injury. Like you said, there's people who I've seen ruin themselves for the opinions of people that they'll never see again. Like some of those guys are out and like, you know, there's times when it matters. There's times when it matters. Like, you know, if you you guys are, deploying and there's like real world stuff happening like obviously there's some sacrifice that happens with this type of job but there's also a lot of unnecessary things that happen um there's a lot of dudes who are really don't care about your well-being like they really don't so you got to watch out for those people you're you're going to kill yourself over the opinion of somebody who like most people aren't impressed unless you're killing yourself anyway <laughs> like doing something that's killing you anyway um so Really just, yeah, at the end of the day, be smart when you need to be smart. Right? Yeah, but when you got to carry my ass out, I, I don't need your knee to be hurting and broken. Exactly. Your ankle to be rolled and taped up and not be able to, you know, carry a litter properly. Exactly. And going back to, like, Relentless, wanting to do 20 years, okay, if you push through, like, in your first, in your second year in, you know, you're like, oh, I don't want these people to think this or think that. And then you're, like me, I went on a bad ankle for a long time and it affected me afterwards. Now, I rehabbed it, but, you know, like, you know, we've seen that happen to buddies of ours where their ankles hurt and they're like, I'll just keep pushing through it. I'll just keep pushing through it. It'll get better. It never got better. Well, they got lifetime injuries, right? Yeah. We have a friend who has a, a essentially a dead person's tendon in his ankle. Now he had to yeah. get surgery and get, get it. Get <clears throat> so we've seen the extreme of that, you know, and especially where we come from, we've seen the extreme of suck it up and push on. We've seen people literally break themselves um, beyond really beyond you'll never be a hundred percent again and and some beyond that so um just know when to be smart is is a good your body is your greatest asset and your best weapon so yep see yourself as an asset see yourself as a long-term asset uh don't let the opinion of some young funny guy you know sway you from looking out for you being your future asset be a be a friend to your future self and that's tough it, it really takes strength to be that sometimes, especially when it goes against popular opinion and things like that. It's not. Yeah. There's strength in that, guys. So, anyways, a great point, Tony. Um, anything else for we end? Uh, no, I think we have like 30 seconds. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. So, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, be sure to check out trainlikearanger.com. We have workout programs, nutrition programs, merchant apparel, and much more on the agenda. Um, you guys keep crushing it out there. Remember to train to your utmost potential like a ranger. And have a good weekend. Have a great weekend. <laughs>